But yeah, hopefully this one will be a lot better. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get over the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs> And it's Ponies After Dark embarrassment of my life. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> not only is it embarrassing, but my mother had to make it worse. Oh, well, I mean, you know, that's what moms do, I think. It doesn't matter how old you are. Your parents like to try to embarrass you to make up for all the times you embarrassed them when you were younger, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) But this one definitely falls under the category of, yeah, um, I, um... (laughs) Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, well, I don't know where where Nishi is at. I'm sure she'll catch up with us eventually. Because there's three things I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about them until she's here. Yeah, because but, I guess you only want to talk about them once, so that way we don't have to repeat stuff. Yeah, but since it seems like she is not even on Facebook right now, we okay. try texting her. So, I did talk to Clipper. Oh? Because um, I've been really hesitant about, you know, asking Ruth Bushman to be on the show. And and his exact words were, I think she would love it. Well, she probably would. I mean, because she gets I, to talk to a lot of fans. Well, she had, she had said she had said she wanted to get more into the community, and when she was telling the stories about working at Hasbro and working on all the different things, I mean, it, it was, I mean, you, you, you just sat there mesmerized. <laughs> it was like you were just sitting there before a goddess. <laughs> you were like, tell me more. Yes. I will do all your stories. And, you know, we were both talking about it, and he goes, you do realize you're going to have to make it a segment, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, we would definitely have to, like, try to get her on for as many shows as possible because oh, yeah. I'm, after you even mentioned it, I started rolling questions around in my head, and there's just, like, a million things that I'd want to ask and just sit there and listen to story on story on story. 
because I'm sure she's she got plenty of, of things she, that she, she can has, tell us. She has got a lot of stories, let me tell you. I mean, we were we were at that bar for at least four hours. Wow. And I know she has more than just four four hours worth of stories in her. Because I told her, yeah. I know two hours of live show, one hour of post-record is not going to handle it. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be just one story. That's it. Uh, I mean, if I had the money to get a camera and knew how to edit, maybe we could do a documentary <laughs> or something, you know. <laughs> that might be enough time. <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Hey, well, well, we, we, hey, we, we know, we know, it must be Jules. This is true. Now we just have to figure out how to get her, how to get Ruth to Maryland, <sighs> and all three, and all three of us to Maryland. <laughs> yes. Well, let's try and get her on the radio show first. <laughs> because he, I was talking with him yesterday. He goes, don't like message her tonight. And it's like, I wasn't going to. My plan is like to totally write this really professional sounding email. It's like, I'm totally not just going to pounce on her. Pouncing is probably not a good idea. Uh No. I mean, it, 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 it was a good thing that when, you know, I, because I told, I I don't think she'd even remember me because, I mean, I just happened to be the one that joined you guys at the, at the bar, and he goes, I know she's going to remember you. You're unforgettable. <laughs> you do leave an impression. And it's like, I, I, I sat there for a moment and said, yeah, yes, I am. I am unforgettable. <laughs> Someone says Pandora Rose three. That's it. They know who exactly who I am. <laughs> well, that's why when I go to conventions, I need security. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. You did have your own security card there. <laughs> I forgot you had like a whole entourage when you were at the fair. Yes, I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't stay long enough. <laughs> oh, well, maybe next year. <laughs> Who knows? Well, it depends upon where it's going to be at. So, still have yet to release where it is going to be at. Hmm. And I am... Right now, completely frustrated because I cannot find the pony I'm going to send you to try and make into the accountant pony. I swear, I think the pony got up and ran away. (laughs) They do that sometimes. I have had bait and just random ponies sort of disappear on me. 
Yeah, and watch afterwards it pop up. I know and are they have... the other one's missing. <laughs> After that comment, my boyfriend looked at me and said, and how would you know? <laughs> I told him, I know when one is missing. <laughs> yeah. I know them, but each one of these thousand ponies is a different phone. <laughs> like, I can tell by looking at this shelf right here that I do have all my my butterfly ponies. But I'm missing one white bag right there. Oh my god, you're calling my mother. Around. What's that? I said, oh, my God, you sound like my mother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, am, no, I, am not, I am not I am not. joking, okay? My mother, when we worked together, I swear to God, there was like a, an inch square on her desk that you could see her actual desk. Okay? Right. That was proof that there was a desk up underneath all the mountains of paperwork that were on her desk. Right. Okay. Now, if you took and moved just one thing, you could move a post-it note. Right. And she and she knew you moved that post-it note. Well, I mean, when it's your work area, you know it very well. Exactly. And unfortunately, I got to be the same exact way. I mean, I'd have people I worked with go, how can you possibly know what is where in this entire mess? And it's like, well, what are you looking for? Because my mother was the same way. She would go, what are you looking for? And she'd like move one or two things and like, here you go. And I'm like the same way. Move one or two things and here you go. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you would like if not, get out of my cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm unfortunately the exact same way at work. Somebody will come back into my area of the kitchen and they'll start looking for something. I'm like, what do you want? Oh, I'm looking for such and such a pan. It's right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know where all my pans are. I know where all my food is. Oh. I uh, One day uh, I, I left work. And I had everything organized for the next day. Uh-huh. I came in the next day. The cleaning crew had cleaned my desk. Oh, no. So I had absolutely no clue as to where anything was at. Right. And I told the doctor about that. And he goes, well, I told them to because it looked like a mess. And it's like, that's my organizational method. <laughs> Do you want this done, done in a timely manner? Yes. Well, then you'll leave my, my mess alone. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it looks like chaos, if it's organized chaos. Exactly. That's exactly what I told him. I told him I knew exactly where everything was at. He's like, how in the world could you have known where exactly where everything was at? I told him, give me one hour. 
in an hour I had my desk back to where it was at. And I said, okay, now you see how my desk is right now? He goes, yeah, okay. Now, at the end of the day, I want you, I want you A, to go in here and pick something out. Right now, I want you to pick it out. I want you to remember what it is and come back at the end of the day and ask me where it's at. That you like, okay. Yeah, that's exactly the look I got. And he went in there, he did that, and he comes back out. And he, I said, do you know what, know what it is? And it's, yeah, it's like, don't tell me what it is. He goes, okay. And at the end of the day, he comes over and he goes, okay, where's this at? Flipped around, turned to one pile, picked up three, like three, three piles, picked up a piece of paper, and I said, here it is. And he's like, how because did... you know how your organization system works. Exactly. I mean, to, to others, it looks like chaos. To me, it's my brain. <laughs> I mean, coders and billers, we are not, if you are an, organiza- an organization, an organizational nutcase, this is not the job for you. Right. Because chaos rules the roost. <laughs> and you either need to embrace it and love it or get the heck out of my way and let me roll you over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the only thing times I ever had anything that looked completely and utterly organized would be anything that I was appealing. And that was because I had to have I had to have all my documentation right there. Mm-hmm. But I still knew exactly where it was in the entire pile. I I worked at um for a billing company and uh-huh. I worked on two different accounts. Right. And I had everything organized both account, both accounts kind of had their own separate sectors of the desk. Mhm. But it was like, you know, if someone, if like my supervisor came up to me and asked me, you know, what are you doing with this particular thing? You know, I knew exactly which side of the desk to go into, what drawer, how many pages, how many, how many appeals back to go back to, to pull it out and say, that's where, what it is, that's the status. Hmm. Well, right, because, you know, like I said, if it's your work area, you've got it organized the way that makes sense to you. might not make sense to everybody else, but it makes sense to you. Oh, yeah. 
And that was one thing I had one supervisor who hated me for that. I had one supervisor who praised me for it. And unfortunately, the one that praised me for that was had unfortunately had left the company. Mm-hmm. And she actually literally came up to me and told me during her her goodbye party, she actually pulled me outside and said, hey, look, okay, telling you this is scary, but watch your back. Ah. She goes, you are a top-notch worker. You are the best worker there. And they don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. Some people see anybody that does their job well as a threat, which you would think that, like, they wouldn't because it's like, oh, somebody that can do their job well makes my life easier. But I guess it doesn't always oh, yeah, work because, that way. Because, yeah, she she loved it because I didn't need to go up to her with every little thing and ask her, oh, what do I need to do with this to appeal it? Right. You know? I knew what I needed to do to appeal it. Whereas I had the other supervisors. Go do it, Amy. That was it. Exactly. Because I came up to her one day and I came up to her with one appeal and and it's like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. She goes, what's that? I said, I'm going to need some help reading this one. And she goes, Amy, you're kidding me. (laughs) I said, no. And I handed it to her. And she she just looks at it and she goes she just looks up at me and she goes you actually got them to pay it <laughs> so but yeah it, it, it was um I had actually I had won the appeal. And this was after going through it 15 different times. Oh, wow. Hey, I'm like a dog with a bone. If if I know I'm right and you're wrong, sh- I'm going to win. <laughs> so you might as well just shut up and just do what I tell you. But anyway, uh, okay. So Nishi is not messaging me back on Facebook. She is not text messaging me back. I'm guessing she's oh, not going to uh, be on. I see the message on here. She says, sorry, running late. Be on in a bit. Okay. <laughs> the question is, what's a bit is? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, there it is. Videos without you. Okay. Uh, big reason why we're we're definitely waiting tonight is because we've got um over the weekend. I've been watching a lot of Sailor Moon uh, based videos. Yeah. 
and I had two more pony made videos pop up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to actually talk about those two tonight, including one that we've already discussed. But unfortunately, Nishi was not on for that show, so I want to get her opinion on that one. Oh, okay. Oh, but, oh, well, while we're waiting, do we want to do the blind bag pony of the week? Sure. Okay, let's do the blind bag pony of the week then. Okay. Okay. Okay, only one came out this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not have a lap full of ponies. <laughs> well, this one's an easy one to figure out. This one is a Cutie Mark Magic, but... Noticed there is something a bit different with the Cutie Mark Magic set. Mm hmm. Anyone second to? Yeah, I know that password or, or login is not correct because there is no password and login in there right now. Blind bags. Okay. Now, with the Cutie Mark Magic Wave, there were two waves in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize that until the other day when I actually looked and noticed that there was a different bag design. Oh, that's right. There was. So, okay, this one is the U.S. version. Okay. So this is from Wave 12. Let's go ahead and open up this puppy and yeah, see who we've got. It's a duplicate. Oh, who is it? It's sugar grape. Oh. Except for, I don't think I've got her in this. Particular set. Yeah, I did. Except for, I don't think I got her 
in the blind bag. I think I actually got her, um, if you remember correctly, from that really big, those big, big lots. Oh, yeah. The big random lots. Where it was just like a whole bunch of ponies. Yeah, and it took me like half a day to take and organize them, and unfortunately my uncle had an entire coffee table full of ponies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> entire co- coffee table full of ponies. That would have been a good photo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was going to take one, but he refused to let me. Ah. I guess he was a little a little scared that people would uh recognize his coffee table. <laughs> would you have been able to see it underneath all those ponies? That is a good question. There were a lot I did have a lot of ponies. Because I think I had gotten what, a hundred? Something like that. I I'd gotten five five sets of twenty. Yeah, that would be a hundred at least. So a bit a bit of random random news. Um over the weekend I actually got some time to myself. Oh, okay. Which I mean I have not had very much of that because I've been working. A lot right. of hours because they decided to open up larger charts, mm-hmm. and it would take me all day just to get to a decent amount of charts. Ah. I mean, when you're going to bed at about two, three o'clock in the morning, I mean, I mean, my mother actually went, got up and went to the bathroom one night when I was going to bed. <laughs> And I was trying to play it off like I had just gone to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. <laughs> Even she said it didn't work. Yeah. But I had gotten, um, from Gamefly, I had gotten uh, Monster High New Ghoul in school. Mhm. And uh, I was playing the game, and unfortunately, there's like two things that unfortunately there you cannot refuse in the game. Yeah. Okay. You, you can you can refuse to join other clubs, but there's two clubs that you cannot refuse to join. Mhm. You have to be on the student council, and you have to be a fear leader, which is basically their version of a cheerleader. Ah, it's like you you have no options there. <laughs> Council thing, they had a thing where that you know you had to go around, you had to like talk to the students and find out you know what students wanted to make the school better. Mm-hmm. And now talk about product placements. 
Okay. You think you think Hasbro has a big ticket on that? I mean, putting My Little Ponies and Transformers. And Transformers into My Little Pony because Pinkie Pie did do the transformation sound. Yeah. She, yeah, she did become a Transformer for a moment. <laughs> okay. You 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 would think that like Hasbro has cornered the market on that. No, Mattel has now gotten in on it because the thing that the student one of the things the students really wanted was a new TV in the cafeteria so that they can watch Ever After High. Oh goodness! <laughs> I guess they want to know where Cupid went. Yeah, that's right, because she did, like, leave the school to go to Ever After High. Yeah, she did leave the monster world, go to Ever After High. I guess they want to, they want to keep up with, uh, they want to keep up with Cupid. And one of the one of the things I don't like about the game is you don't get to be all of the types of characters they have. Because they have a fairy type character, mm-hmm. but you don't. That's not an option for you to be. Oh, that kind of sucks. You should be able to be all the characters that they have in the game, or at least have the options exactly. at some point. Exactly. I want wings. So. But yeah, I started playing that, and for, at first it, it was really frustrating because it's like it's you have these objectives and it's telling you where you need to go to get these items, and you can't figure it out. And this is one of those games that doesn't have a walkthrough ah. to try and help you figure it out. So it's like. You know, you're sitting there and you're like trying to figure out, okay, how do I get? It's telling me this thing is up here, and where is up here? Would it just like give you a location and you had to go find it? Yeah, basically, an arrow pointed to a location, and it's like, okay, it's pointing upwards. I'm I'm looking at the wall. I mean, <laughs> there's no way of going up the wall. I can't climb up the wall. But I do have to say they should actually have, you know, a disclaimer on at the beginning of the game. That says, please do not attempt to do the things your character does in in the game. Why? What does the character do in the game? They can jump up and they can hang off the side of a wall. Yeah, that should probably not be attempted by anyone. Yeah. 
But, yeah, that was basically my Saturday. Oh, I worked over the weekend, so. Okay. But it wasn't too bad because we got a weird ice snowstorm thing here. It was kind of slow on Saturday. Well, that's good. Okay, uh, Nishi had a bit of a, a bit of an emergency. Okay. So, do you want to just go ahead and just talk about these three videos and get her opinion later? Sure. Okay. So the first movie is called uh, The Moon Rises, and I do want to say that the animation company that did do it, they're called, let me pull it up on YouTube. Um, if you're talking about the one I think you are, I believe it's called Duo Cartoonist. Duo Cartoonist, yes. And it's actually the first two that we're going to talk about are done by the same by the same company, and the first one is called The Moon Rises, and I think it kind of gives you a different perspective for how and why Luna became Nightmare Moon. Yeah, I actually really liked it as the sort of backstory of how we got Nightmare Moon. Because, I mean, previous to that, it was just, oh, she just got jealous of Celestia. And it's like, okay, yeah, and there was, later on we found out in the comic books, there was also the Nightmare Force, which came from inside the moon or something. I can't remember. I have to reread that. Um, right. But it was really cool to see even Star Swirl was there and he saw it happening. Yeah, and which was kind of bizarre that he didn't even stop it. And first of all, the animation styling of this company, I mean, you could literally take these two videos, drop them into an episode And it would flow perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I mean, is how think, good the animation is. Yeah, I think even in some parts of the animation, they were a little smoother than some of the the animation you see on the show. But, yeah. I mean, it was gorgeous. But yeah, it is. It is definitely gorgeous. Definitely watch it. Um Basically, it shows that she wasn't just jealous of Celestia. She was jealous of the fact that everybody looked only to Celestia. Yeah. And basically completely forgot about her. I think... My favorite line in the song is when she's she's talking about um, how beloved Celestia is, but then she says something about how she doesn't understand that she couldn't have the same love 
and then she she makes the decision that she's going to be just as strong as her sister, and she says, mine is not the lesser light. I thought that was really yeah. good. And that hit, like, yeah. right on the whole where the Nightmare Moon thing comes from. It definitely does, because I mean, it shows why she was jealous of her sister, because and it even showed people bowing down to her sister, but basically ignoring her. Yeah. Because she was, of course, you know, nighttime, everybody's asleep. So they're unfortunately not giving Luna and the night that she's responsible for a lot of attention. Right. And she was talking about the fact that, you know, that's the time of the day that, you know, nobody gives that much attention to it. Not not like, you know, they they give to the sunrise and the sunset. Mm-hmm. Where is that? And the, I know. And I love the ending, how she just, you know, banged her foot down and she was just automatically nightmare moon. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the... The person they got to do her voice and do her her singing is just amazing. Oh yeah, again, another reason why you can just drop her right into the into the into the show because it basically sounds exactly like her. Mhm. Now the second one, I think, is basically a secondary off of the moon rises and that's um children of the of the night oh yeah i do remember that one yeah that one was that one was really good because i mean you have you know a pony that's kind of in a, in a cave cloak writing in a journal that you know we won't forget you when we'll, we'll We'll wait until you rise again. And it's a full-grown pony. But then it kind of backtracks through time. And Nightmare Moon, she's not even Nightmare Moon yet. She's still Luna. And she's kind of going through town kind of like the Pied Piper. Singing. And some of the children in in town actually follow her. Yeah. Um, it looked like she was picking up, like, a lot of the orphans or just a lot of the smaller ponies that were probably not paid a lot of attention to, much like her. Yeah. Um there's been some fan fiction and some speculation actually going off of Children of the Night. And uh, the song that's used in that video, I believe, was also used in um, the movie from the, a movie from the 90s. 
You see, it was the late 80s or early 90s. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Oh, that's really cool. Which is the came back and pull one of them the song and she was using it as a spell. And I have to redo these links. Oh wait, I'm sorry. One one of the people was talking about you know how Discord was. She's talking about how you know Luna and Bloodshed de- defeated Discord and have become right. the most powerful ponies. But then the youngest one was saddened by her daily struggles and wanted to form a new world, but her elder sister for Bade her to do it. Right. So. It would be interesting if there was like a little colony of moon worshipping ponies. It would be because basically in this video, she is, Luna is actually referred to as their mother. Yeah, so they basically would be like little moon ponies almost. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Okay, let me see. Come on, come little children. I think that's the title. Yeah. Sorry, I had to hear some of it to... Little children. Yep, Hocus Pocus. Oh, I got it right. But it was re-released. In 2013, let me see if it's the same as this one, 2000, yep, this is the 2013 version. Okay. And while Nishi is not on the show, and because she didn't want me to do this, I have to do this before we talk about this last video because we've already talked about this last video, and we're just waiting for her for her own opinion. During the, and I didn't think about this until last week. Okay. The one scene where Discord is confronted by all those Fluttershy. (laughs) And you have one Fluttershy that says, you're right, you know, none of us could be the one or one of us could be the one. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I I actually like Eminem. 
I like some of his earlier stuff. I like some, I, I like a lot more of his later stuff. Mm-hmm. His kind of in between stuff is uh, give and take. Yeah. But real slim shady. I love that one. I love I love. Because it's his slim shady phase that is kind of a little bit on the on the on the fence about liking. Because mm-hmm. like some of the songs I like, some of the songs I don't like. Right. But the one that came to mind was "Will the Real Slim Shady Please Stand Up." Yeah, and that fits for that scene. <laughs> And it's, it's like I, I suddenly, all of a sudden, I had that tune in my head. And instead of, well, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. It was, well, the real Fluttershy, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Well, the real Fluttershy, please stand up. Please stand up. Then I sat there thinking about the Pinkie Pie, the, the, the too many Pinkie Pies. Because <laughs> that works there, too. And it's like, I'm sitting there thinking then, well, the real picky pie, please stand up. Please stand up. Oh, heck no. Never mind. Don't stand up. (laughs) (laughs) I do love how they figured out which one was the real pinky in that episode where they were just like, okay, let's make her do the most boring thing possible. Let's make her launch paint dry. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't even think they were going to get the real pinky out of that one. I know. <laughs> but that was oh, hilarious. Okay, guys. And from that episode on, we've been dealing with a clone pinky pie and no one's noticed. I think I think we may have... <laughs> Because it's such a good clone. <laughs> but yeah, it was like that that song so totally came to mind and it was like I am totally gonna sing that on the show tonight and Nishi's like, No, I hate I like I hate Eminem and it's like, Well then put me on mute and walk away from the phone because <laughs> I am doing it. <laughs> so I think it fits though. Oh yeah, it, it definitely, definitely, definitely fits. But back to the uh, Children of the Night um, one. I mean, it was actually quite. Um, again, it was another very well made made video that you could easily drop into an episode. Of um, friendship is magic, right? Because I mean, style is very similar. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they even have the hair animated correctly, which is impressive. Oh yeah, that that is impressive. The hair is actually moving correctly because you know not a lot of the animators have been able to get the hair to move properly. Or be the right shades. 
like in a lullaby for a princess. I mean, this, I mean, it's, you would swear you you would swear Hasbro Hasbro Studios did the um the animation and it's actually a couple from Canada. Who actually did the animation for the for these two for uh night for the moon rises and children of the night. And I just love the ending of that one because I mean you you have you have Celeste just sleeping and then all of a sudden her eyes just like pop open. Mm-hmm. Like she knows and something's all wrong. Ch- yeah, like she knows something is wrong in the force. <laughs> the force has awoken her. <laughs> well, I suppose they have met. That's sort of the pony version of the force. There you go. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've been watching like videos this weekend because it's like after having watched um, movie seven, you know, wanting to know who who raised family, who who's raised who who's raised uh, mother and father are. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying, like, to try and find anything I possibly can to see if, like, there's, like, any kind of leak. Yeah, there's there's a lot of speculation on that. Some people are saying, oh, she's somehow related to Obi-Wan. Oh, she might be, you know, related to no. the other Skywalker. She, she, has to, she has to be a Skywalker. You know. She has to have Skywalker blood in her because I mean, it was Luke's lightsaber that came to her, which was Anakin's lightsaber. So she has to be a she has to have Skywalker blood in her. Well, I guess we're gonna have to wait until the next movie comes out to see. But it's just a question of is it Luke's? Is she Luke's child? And Ren's niece? Or is she Leia and Hans's daughter and Ren's younger sister? Well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Because there's actually a video out that actually talks, and they they had somehow gotten pieces of the script and were going through it, and one of the scenes was that she was humming a song that Luke and Chewie both recognized and that there's supposed to be a scene in the movie where Leia is humming to a little girl, to a baby girl, with Ren in the background. Ah. Now, how do you want this next book to come out? Because, I mean, look at it this way. You have Mr. 
I don't want anybody on my ship but myself and Chewy saying, would you like to join the crew? Yeah, he took to, he took to her pretty quick. I mean, this is a man who, who, who I mean, Skywalker, Luke was lucky to get on the, on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, and I could see him and Leia doing, taking and leading her on a planet like that to keep her safe because that's how Luke grew up and that's how Luke grew up safely from the dark side. So I could totally see them doing that to save their own child. Yeah, I mean, especially if they knew that she was somehow destined for something, which Leia might know. Um I know Leia has to have some some of the force in her. Come on. Yeah. Well, of course she did because even in the um, in the original trilogy, when they had said that Luke was their only hope, um, who was it? Yoda and Obi Wan's ghosts were talking about it, and Yoda and one of them had said, "No, there's another one," and they were talking about Leia. Yeah. And she would always know when he was in trouble, and she didn't happen upon him by accident when they had to go save him. She knew where he was. Yeah, and I mean, look at how she knew the moment that Hans died. Right. I mean, because you know that look on her face. She she knew he was dead. Yeah, she felt it immediately. So I am saying she is Hans and Liz's daughter. That would explain why Ren is so insistent, so persistent (laughs) that she joined him. And the way he was talking about Hans not being a real and true father. Right. To her. To try and get that image out of her her head. Because you would have to figure, he would have to know that they took and left her on a planet by herself. Right. He just, you know never let on that he knew. He just wanted to make sure he got powerful enough to, you know, come and get her. Mm-hmm. I say he Ooh. knew where she was at at the whole time. Probably. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at the main page of MLP merch. And they have... Yeah a really cool picture of DJ Pond 3 from the Guardians of Harmony series. <gasps> she looks really neat. 
Um, home button. Oh, that's sweet. I need her. Yeah, that looks really cool. I did finally see some of the Guardians of Harmony Ponies um, in my local Walmart. They had the Spike versus Chrysalis pack and then the Twilight versus the Changeling and um, Celestia. DJ looks really cool. Uh, Let's see what the full article about her says. Uh, Almost a year ago, was spotted on Amazon. Okay, almost a year ago, spotted a listing on Amazon about a possible DJ Pone 3 fan series figure. Um, As you can see, it has now indeed been confirmed. As the listings have received images, comes with DJ Pond 3 and her turntable, which emits, emits some nice translucent music squirrels. This, squirrels, not squirrels. Oh, translucent music squirrels. Hmm. Oh, but she's not currently available. Uh, don't see any listings that state any release date. Probably hear more during the toy fair this year. But it's neat Probably. because it looks like you can put her on the base so that like she's got her hand her front hooks on the turntable or you can stand her on top of it. That's really cool. Yeah. Ooh, and there's also a really neat Queen Chrysalis changeling figure. Two little changelings oh. with her. Oh. Oh, now available for order on Amazon for twenty nine ninety nine. Add to cart. <laughs> You're evil. You know that. Yes, I'm aware. She <laughs> looks really cool. You I like this version evil. a lot better than the the one they have out now. That's really neat. I like DJ. And then above that, there seems to be an article about some of the new blind bag sets that are coming out. You are, like, completely evil. You know this. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) You are evil. You are evil incarnate. Why? Because I alerted you to a new pony? Yes. <laughs> I had to have her. Hmm, let's see what it says about DJ. Currently unavailable. Yeah, and that's what I said. Currently anyway. unavailable. Thank God. <laughs> I have to say right now is thank God. Okay. So we need to talk about
Okay, what I've gone ahead and done is I've gone ahead and linked. Hopefully I've linked it. Put in the link for the actual um, the newest um, ah, link for the uh, DJ Pond Guardians of Harmony figure. Mm-hmm. So. Darn you! No, I don't want to. Don't want a trial of Amazon Prime. I'm good. I'm telling you, Amazon Prime is great. Yeah, if if I shopped a lot on Amazon, I would probably do that. But I don't. Do you read a lot? Yeah, but most of my books, I get free. <laughs> oh okay. I, I have I have two different um daily email things that get me either free books or really cheap books, like two dollars. Okay. Okay, I, I can tell you about one like for free classics, so uh, Well, I have to tell you about this one story about this this week and then we'll get into ponies. Um we had to have the um, the company that comes out and services our heater mm-hmm. because it wasn't coming on as often. Right. So they come out and they take a look at the heater and the guy goes, well, the burners need to be cleaned off. So he cleans off all the burners and it's still not turning on properly. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, I've only worked on like three of these ever, so I need to go call another guy up. And calls another guy. And meanwhile, my mother is walking through the house going, oh, my God, this guy is gorgeous. (laughs) It's like, damn, woman. He's old enough to be, he is young enough to be your son. Doesn't make him less pretty. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. I could still look. I said, oh my god. <laughs> Which will bring my ponies after dark um, confession to be even more disturbing. Anyway, uh, this other guy comes in and he goes, You know, they don't make parts for this thing anymore. I looked at him and I said, shut up. (laughs) Of course, you would have a heater that they don't make parts for anymore. That's your luck. Well, this thing has probably been here for at least about 30 years. Right. This furnace. And it's like, I cannot, we cannot afford, because it's like, I could just hear every one of my credit cards upstairs going, not me, not me, not me. Paying for a new furnace. Paying for a new furnace. Right. 
And he goes, I think we can get we can get this thing to work. We just have to do do, do one thing. If that doesn't work, we we have to convert something. Mm-hmm. Well, they do the work, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have to get back to you with the total price in the morning. It's like, okay, fine. So my mother, mind you, I'm like half asleep because I did not go to bed until like four thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Right. My mother is handing me the phone, going, "It's Ascot Services," and it's like I'm on the phone, like, "Yes, is this Aunt Showers?" Yes. Okay, I just want to tell you that the that the charge is going to be seven hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. <laughs> Do you still want to put that on your credit card? That's going to be three percent extra. That's fine. That's going to bring it up to seven seventy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can totally no. You can totally tell that like I am completely exhausted because normally somebody tells me something's going to be seven hundred and fifty dollars, I'm going to be jumping up out of bed going, "What? You guys better give me a breakdown." <laughs> and I hand the phone back to my mother, and my mother goes, "How much is it going to be? Seven hundred and seventy dollars. Good night." <laughs> Well, so my I mean, mother called me. to a point where you're just like, yeah, whatever, just charge it. Okay, done. It was like, it's like, it's like, uh, I, I probably would have later on woke up and realized, uh, I did not even get a breakdown of like what 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 they were charging me for. But luckily, mom actually called and got a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And the guy had actually accidentally miscalculated it by about eighty dollars. Oh wow! So is so, it eighty dollars less than you thought it would be, or I hope? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Well, that's good. But it was just, it was just the fact that, like, <laughs> I told my mother that that is definitely not me normally. She goes, "No, that is definitely not you normally." Of course, I think in the back of my head, I was thinking seven hundred and seventy dollars is better than three thousand. Yes, this is true. I think that's what brain was thinking at that point in time. Oh, yeah. So, so are we ready to go ahead and start talking ponies? Sure. Because definitely the, um... We will come back to the video to go ahead and get Nishi's point of view when once she is actually on. Right. Ah, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just trying to get back to oh. MLP merch. Okay. Oh, 
Well, I'm already on the um, the MLP merch page, the the styling size ponies, right? Yep. I think I know where we stopped. Oh. Well, let me log off my uh, profile and get on to the show's profile. Okay. Well, you should be able to know where we left off on. It would be the the one right next to the last one with the last check mark. Yeah, I okay, see. So. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go to brushables. By characteristics. By body type, and they call it fashion style, but we call it styling size. Same basic idea, just bigger than a regular brushable pony. Exactly. I forgot to check mark to Celeste, yeah. So we are on to Coco Palmel. Ah, uh, yes. As I guess, is she supposed to be the, like, you know, Pony version of Coco Chanel or something? Um, originally, yes. That that was. Uh, if you remember this character, she was in the episode where Rarity went to Manhattan for like a fashion competition, and she was the assistant of one of Rarity's competitors. But she was not being treated very well. And at the end of the episode, she actually um, leaves the pony that was competing with Rarity because she saw, like, Rarity's generosity and her kindness towards others, and that inspired her to kind of go out on her own and share that same generosity and kindness with others. And she reappears in a few other episodes in Manhattan. Oh, so she basically, yeah, she basically is the Coco Chanel of My Little Pony, because that's basically what Coco did. Yeah, she is a, she's supposed to be like a, um, a a, sort of like a very community-based, City pony that does charity work and also works in the fashion industry. Very good. Very, very nice. Oh, do you want to go ahead and describe her? Sure. So this is again. Oh, wait a minute. Uh. <laughs> she Don't is. Do that. I know. 
she is an earth pony. And this is, I don't know if she's appeared, if we've seen her as a regular brushable yet. I know she appeared as a McDonald's toy, but this is one of the um, few times we get a styling size that is not one of the main six. So she's a cream-colored earth pony, and she has two-toned blue in both her mane and her tail, where you have um, some dark blue and some light blue right next to each other. And her eyes are about the same shade of blues as her mane. And she does have a cutie mark, but it's not shown in this picture. Is it shown in the other one? No, but I do have it on the McDonald's toy, so... Her cutie okay, mark... This is, actually, this is actually her first time being shown as a brushable pony, period. Oh, yes, so it is. I do know her cutie mark is a purple hat with a red band and a little red feather. Yep. Just can't see it in this picture. Yeah, because unfortunately the the dress is unfortunately covering it. But it's a very beautiful dress. Oh, unfortunately yeah. it's plastic. Yeah, it's um I mean there are plastic accessories but they are they are neat looking. They they do look like they're very well done. Um, the the skirt part of the dress is pink, with like a purple design around or a purple stripe down around near the bottom, and the shirt part of it is mostly purple, with like a blue and yellow belt, and then the top part around the neckline and the shoulders is pink pink ruffle thing near the shoulders. I'm not really sure what that's supposed to be. Maybe it's a bow or a sash. Um, And then she has a gold necklace with a little white diamond sticking out of it. A gold-colored ring or bracelet. Uh, Four purple shoes with little pink bows on them. And she has a set of pink saddlebags. Three pink barrettes, which I believe are flowers of some sort. And yes, they're little flowers. A little blue box. And what is that other thing? Oh, that's the other accessory that goes around her neck, which they have just sort of off to the side in this picture. It's like a little purple collar with a pink uh, tie, I think, or a neck scarf, whatever you'd like to call that, which is what she's usually shown wearing in the show. And yeah. she's a little gold trophy. Oh, and she's $9.97 today. Oh, that's not a bad price. I am... Going off of Amazon right now. <laughs> hmm. Bye bye Amazon. Yeah, that's not a bad price at all, for especially for a, a non-main six styling size. 
Don't please don't. <laughs> Do you want to hear the next one to distract you? Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'll do the next one to distract me. Course have Miss Pinkie Pie. Of course it's Pinkie Pie. Have, of course, you can't have anything without Pinkie Pie. But this one looks really cute. This one looks like it's Betty Time Pinkie Pie. Because it looks like she has a white robe with blue ruffles. Fuzzy blue slippers, an eye mask, a blue bow that you would put in your head. God, that's just, whoa, that's just, that is just creepy. What? I just, have you ever seen the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes. You know the scene where she ties the ribbon in her hair before she goes to bed? Yeah, kind of. And she is ends up in bed with Merrick. Oh, yeah. Not Merrick. Um, is, it, is, is his name Merrick? No, Merrick's a good guy. I can't remember the movie. It was a long time ago for me. I've got to rewatch the movie to get the the, vamp, the vampire's name. It ends up in bed with him uh-huh. and snuggles into him. That's just like <laughs> wow, creepy, creepy flashback right there. Wow, beyond creepy. That is disturbing. Okay, this is definitely one pony I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she could either be Pinkie Pie getting ready for bed or she's getting ready to go to the spa. Ah, this is true, too. Because she does have the hair rollers and she has two barrettes. Uh, the two rollers are purple and two barrettes are um, puffy clouds. I do want to note, yet again, they have reused a G3 brush. Yeah, poor Pinky. She just gets thrown leftovers. And she also has two other accessories that I can't quite make out what they are. You have to look at it in the box. Um... I believe they're like little bracelets or rings that okay. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be nail polish or perfume bottles. Could be either or. Oh, wait, she's going to the spa. If you look at the box art, she's going to the spa. Because those are that, that yeah. mask is supposed to be cucumbers on her eyes. Oh, yep, I see it. She looks very enthusiastic about going to the spa, but then again, it's Pinkie Pie. She would probably be enthusiastic about going to the DMV. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking, have you ever seen the movie Jupiter Ascending? 
Now, oh, my God, you have to see it because there is one part in there where the main the main girl goes, I will never complain about going to the DMV ever again. <laughs> I will have to go look up that movie. It, it is a great movie. A, it has Channing Tatum in it. Oh, well, see, then that's a win-win all around. <laughs> and T.O.D., yes, he does get shirtless. Ah, okay. So there's another reason. <laughs> So, up next is the last one of the 2004 fashion style ponies. Do you want to go ahead and do her? Uh, sure. She is so a the pony. Last we... Oh, yeah, she is. The last one we've got for 2004 um, is Kate. 14. Oh, 2014, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Princess Cadence. And the biggest difference between her and the other Princess Cadences that have been out, we've already covered some other ones, right? Yes, I think we have. Yeah. Um, She's got her symbol to her eye on her display side as well as on the regular spot on her body. Uh, she, of course, comes with yeah. her crown. And Which she is has... a cheek-looking one. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it doesn't look exactly like her crown from the show. It's just sort of a generic yellow crown with a heart on the top of it. Yeah, um, generic. Yeah. Her outfit... Is it's plastic again, and the top part of it, the shirt, is turquoise um, for the trim, and then it's mostly pink with a yellow collar. The skirt is mostly turquoise with a yellow belt that has pink hearts on it, and then yellow and pink and purple hearts around the skirt. And on the very bottom on the skirt, you can see little pegs. And what those pegs are for is that during uh, part of this line, they had, like, little charms that you could hang on everything. Like, this was around the same time that they had the um, the charm wing ponies. And I think they had, like, a couple playsets that had the charm features actually come with four charms. Uh, they're all heart-themed. One of them just sort of looks like a copy of her, her regular cutie mark. Uh, another one is three hearts stacked on top of each other. One is two hearts right next to each other, and another one is a bigger heart, a big heart and then a smaller one right underneath of it. She's got four yellow shoes, which I think are supposed to kind of look like the regular like princess shoes or hoof armor or whatever you want to call it that she has on in the show. 
but they also have a little yeah. pink detail on the side of them that sort of looks like a heart. Uh, she has three barrettes, one that's a bow with a heart in the middle of it, two that sort of look like the crystal heart, and then a ring that's made up of hearts. Now, if you look at this outfit, okay, if you remember the wedding episode, yeah, they showed Cadence when she was a teenager and she used to take and babysit uh, Twilight Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Is it me, or does this outfit look exactly like that outfit? Yeah, this definitely looks like, you know, something that, like, she would wear as a teenager. And her hair even sort of looks like it's done up in that weird top-of-the-head ponytail thing. But that might just be the angle. Yeah, this this definitely looks something like that outfit. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just going down a little bit further. That's okay. Oh, nope, this one wasn't the last one of 2014. Oh, that's right. This does kind of go back and forth in years. This is why um, the set was, I didn't want to do it by the year because it does kind of flip-flop a lot. Yeah. And doing it by year is kind of a little difficult with this type of line. So are we... Well, look who's late to the party. Hey! It's sort of a last-minute emergency thing come up. I won't bother wasting the last of our airtime with it, but it had to be done, so sorry about that. (laughs) Well, it's okay. Everything's all right now, right? Yes, for the moment. Okay. Okay. Well, since you are now on, we can actually go ahead and we're going to, as I had said before, we're going to go back to this once you came on. Um, We've already given our opinions on the three videos. There were three? Yeah. the Moon Rises, Children of the Night, and Lullaby for a Princess. Oh, yeah. So uh, we gave our critiques already. The Lullaby we gave about a year ago. But um, The Moon Rises, both me and Summerblade both see it as an extension to why she and why and how she became Nightmare Moon? What do you think? Well, I mean, um, the 
The Garden of Shadow one. That one is her clearly, or someone remembering her, clearly trying to express to Celestia her frustration and Celestia not hearing it. And not taking steps to help alleviate the problem. And then um, Moon Rising is is obviously like the night that that all happened. And, right. And then was the point where she had had enough and then became Nightmare Moon. Yeah. Yeah, and we both were we were both very, very, very we both very much liked the animation style because seriously, I mean, you can take either one of these two videos and drop it into Friendship is Magic and it would seamlessly go right in. It would. I mean it was obviously done with Flash and obviously by someone who was really good at the art type of art to, style to used someone. in. Well, this is a the, husband the, the, and wife team. <laughs> ah. But anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's clear that they both have a, a, a good grasp of Flash animation and that they understood the characters well enough to make the characters look the way they're supposed to look. And and in Moon Rising, I like the fact that, like, she almost kind of looks like the Luna that we saw in the end of Episode 2, Season 1. Yeah. Where her hair hadn't gone dark blue yet. We had also oh, loved the fact that you right. you had Star Swirl the bearded there, watching this entire thing unfold. Well, he is the one who appointed the two sisters in the first place. But I mean, one thing I didn't mention before because I kind of wanted to mention it when you were on the air was, I mean, if he was there. Why didn't he stop her? He probably couldn't. He's a unicorn. He doesn't have the power that Luna and Celestia had. It used to take Starswell the Bearded, along with a whole team of unicorns, to make the, the sun and moon rise and fall. And it would deplete their unicorn magic to the point where they would eventually become magicless. And it actually happened to Starswell. Um, when he lost but, all his powers entirely. And Luna and and Celestia were able to store his magic to him after they took on the mantle of the sun and the moon. But he probably did but, not have the the power but, to stop transformation. But he could have, you know, gone and told Celestia, hey, look, your little sister is having a mental breakdown here. You need to come up in here and do something here. Well, well that's I mean, probably eventually, what happened when done. he ran off towards the end. 
I I get the feeling that he probably did try to cancel. And Celestia, being a young ruler at the time, a younger ruler at the time, um, probably didn't heed his counsel in the beginning stages. And her action probably didn't come until that night when Luna became Nightmare Moon. Probably. You know, because, I I mean, picture being an older sister and you've got this younger sister and you're both supposed to be equal, but clearly one of you is more popular than the other. Guys, hold on. I am getting my... I am getting a call. I'm getting a third call. It might be an emergency. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Oh, dear. I hope everything's okay. Yeah. I know, Pony Bird. I hear you. <laughs> Too much into ponies after dark tonight since i got to get up early again tomorrow. Well, at least my, my story will be short. Okay. Humiliating, but short. Well... And funny all at the same time. Those are always good ones. (laughs) Short, funny, and humiliating. Well, it depends upon what happens in the end. Oh, that is true. Okay. Oh, dear. I'm getting a bad feeling from this. Oh. Uh, you know when it takes this long, it's bad news. Uh, oh, yep. She is gone. Okay. Well, so it was an emergency, so we'll get her... Oh, sort themselves out for her soon. I hope so too. And we'll get her her opinion on lullaby for for princess next week. Okay. So we have 13 minutes left. Do you think we have enough time to do one more? Um, sure. 
Or we can go into ponies after dark early. Pony, and then we'll do ponies after dark. Okay. Up next, we have Miss Lorraine Bodash. And she is looking very dashing. Sorry, I had to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She is looking very dashing in her in her traditional cloak. And this is the same cloak that she'd worn. Oh wait. She's back, never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello, sorry. You may not know this, but right now we're on like week two of like a snow thing going on. And one of my oh. friends, her car was stuck on some ice, and we thought we were going to have to have my dad come to winch her. Ah. But she got again. Okay. That's good. Okay, so um, Children of the Night, uh, both Summerblade and I kind of, it's kind of a parody of the Pied Piper taking the children who are kind of like Luna who well, don't get, are not getting the exact attention that they would like and desire. No, that it's a Pied Piper thing, although it is actually perhaps you guys are too young to know. I don't remember how old we all are. But the song is adapted from a song from the movie Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> we both said that. <laughs> I think and this is actually, and this is actually through the sky calling the children, except in this case, she's calling very specific children. So I don't really see it as a Pied Piper thing because she's not kidnapping all the children. She's well. She's taking the misfits. Yeah, she's she's adopting. She's she's trying to to form a place where people who celebrate night can be and and can can be night owls and be allowed to burn the midnight oil and do all those things that all of us who are forced to live in daylight hours can't do. I would be right yeah. with her, damn Right there with Me her. Me too. Me too. I'd be I there too. I am not a morning person. I am right there with the you, girl. Sunrise is pretty and all that, but I much prefer sunset. Um, but um, now Lullaby for a Princess. Lullaby for a Princess. It kind of shows, I don't know, what Celestia saw those last, you know, the, those last few nights, you know? And it, it's clearly her heartbreak about what it came to and her failure to to respond appropriately to the situation. You know, I mean, she clearly feels like it's all her fault that this happened to Luna. Yeah. And to a certain extent, is. If she had allowed Luna to develop a colony for those who celebrated the moon, 
I don't necessarily think it would have divided Austria. Or maybe even tried to get some of the subjects to take and praise Luna as much as they were praising Celestia. Right. So you know, either, and, in either case. But, I mean, it, it, it was clearly illustrated a failure on Celestia's part to understand the feelings of her sister. You know, I mean, because it probably seemed normal for Celestia. Well, of course they're going to be awake during the day and asleep at night. Right. You know, I mean, just... That's just how ponies are, right? you know. But um, she never thought of maybe there might be some ponies who would prefer to be awake at night, and and you'll that, encourage that. I mean, maybe and, if and, she would have encouraged that, that maybe would have kept her from becoming Nightmare Moon. Yeah, I mean, if there had been, you know, a quarterly moon celebration or monthly moon celebration, like, okay, every full moon, you know, party. Yeah, because if you noticed in the last episode of season six, um, they did have they did start having a sunset festival. I don't remember if I watched that episode. It's the one where there were there were too many Fluttershies. Oh yeah, that's the last episode of uh, season six. They were talking about sunset festival with um, Sunset Shimmer's old village. Yeah. And maybe that was her way of giving giving Luna that what she wanted was the you know, attention. Well, just, you know, just like they had a summer sun celebration, there should have been a winter moon celebration. Because in winter, yeah. night is longer than day. Exactly. You know, and, and it just, it, it's it's sad to think that if Celestia had been more mature, and it's important to remember that despite what the animations in this showed, that both Celestia and Luna were born alicorns. So they're, yeah. they're developed differently. They can be 100 years old and still not have a cutie mark because they don't age the same way the other ponies do. So, exactly. Um, you know, it's 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 important to remember that even though you know it is like it happened a thousand years ago, this would have been when in the early days of Celestia and Luna's first five hundred years or so. And 
Celestia probably would have been a lot like how Twilight Sparkle is. I mean, if you read the Journal of Two Sisters, Celestia, young Celestia, is clearly like the book nerd. There's rules and procedures. (laughs) Wigging out over the library, sort of a pony. And and Luna more of a Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, let's play pranks on people, you know, have a little party, have a little fun. So they were already very different to begin with, but Celestia probably, her unwillingness to deviate from the plan or the rules or the norms in a very Twilight Sparkle-esque way probably led to that. Yeah. And, and you know, because even though she would have been, like, you know, 500, 600 years old, that would have made her still a very young adult. I agree there. Well, and they even kind of touch on that in some of the comic books because they do have... Um, a story arc that talks about back when Celestia and Luna were younger and they were still studying the star swirl and they started coming upon these mirrors that led to parallel worlds. And some of the mistakes that Celestia made in continually going to these worlds when she wasn't supposed to like something that a younger ruler would do just because she didn't understand the ramifications of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually is kind of nice to see Celestia failing a little bit. It makes her, for lack of a better term, more human. She's yeah, less exactly. the same flawless goddess and more of she's a ruler who's just trying to keep her people together. And, you know, after the defeat of the court, it probably was a really distressing time for Celestia. You know, because, I mean, her kingdom apart. There was a lot of devastation that had to be overcome. And it probably would have been really saddening and overwhelming. And so I can see her like going, no, we have to all stick together. We have to bump her down and, you know, regroup. We revisit that issue later, you know. But... There's the yeah, time I definitely when, agree there. You know, and, and she may have been so cautious and to rebuilding. And, and, you know, I, I think that sort of probably led to, to Luna's, Luna's frustration because there was probably a lot that Luna wanted to do to help restore things, too, that probably didn't happen 
because Celestia was probably taking a it's my way or no way sort of a stance. Are you guys speculating on character motivation? Probably. Yeah. Uh, based on uh, uh, some some music that in with the the background stories that have been laid out in the comics. <laughs> okay, well, we've got... Ten seconds for um, the live audience. Do you, you want to say goodnight to the live audience? Oh, yeah. Good yeah. night, live audience. Good night, live audience. Good night, live audience. Good night, night. This is Kim Mono, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Kimmy. Okay. Now that we are officially in Ponies After Dark, I have to tell you the most humiliating thing in the world. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear your humiliating story. Okay. So I have to admit, I I watched the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, and I actually like the movie. And I've been waiting for, like, the last two years for the sequel. Right. And I had thought the sequel was actually going to be coming out on on actual uh, Valentine's Day. Well, it's going to be released in theaters of February. Oh, okay. Which is one of a couple of things. Um, we're going to actually be out at my uncle's house for his birthday because his birthday is on the 8th of February. It's also the day my grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. Well, I told my mother, you know what, the movie that I want to go see is actually going to come out on the 10th. Is it going to be okay if I go see it? because I'm going to be using her car to go to the theater. So, mind you, up until this, my mother had not asked me what the movie was. Right. So, at that point, my mother asks me, what movie is it? And it's like, crap. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to think of... Okay, what, move, what other movies are coming out on that day? Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's like I could not think of any other movies, so I, I, I hadn't told what movie was coming out. And so I told her Fifty Shades Darker, and she goes, what is it about? And it's like, okay, um, how do you Explain to your mother that you basically want to go and see a movie about sexual abuse and domestic abuse paraded as romance BDSM, which it's not. And there is a, there is a, there is a debate on that. Uh, people who are actually involved in the BDSM community 
all come together and say that it's nothing like BDSM. So there really isn't a debate on that. Actually, there is a little bit of a debate in the community because I am in the community. <laughs> but regardless, it was because... a difficult thing to explain. It's not something you really <laughs> want to have to talk to your mother about. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like okay. Um, I, I I don't cause, so at that point I just came up with like I thought the most brilliant idea in the world. It's like I don't know because I haven't read the second book yet. And she's like, well, how do you know you're going to like it if you haven't read the book yet? It's like, well, because I watched the because I've seen the first movie and I like the first movie. The first movie about. And it's like, oh, God, that's even worse. The first movie is pretty much the same premise, isn't it? Uh, the first movie is him trying to get her to sign the contract. And the big that everybody in the community had was the punishment scene, which is a dividing point because she was the one that kept telling him, show me, show me, show me, show me, and he showed her what it was. I mean, in, in my in 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 my my in my defense on that one, basically she had it coming because she told him to. She gave him complete. She told him I'm to do it. I'm getting off the elevator. Have a nice night, Pony oh, night night. Pony night night. But yeah, it was kind of more along the lines of how am I supposed to like put to describe it's like so I just kinda of, like shut up at that point. <laughs> yeah, at that my mother goes sort of difficult to describe. Yeah, at which point I just my mother's like, Well fine then I'm just gonna look it up so I figure, okay, maybe she won't do it. So I go to work, I finish working, and I look over, and I see her sitting at sitting on the couch and having this face on, look on her face. Uh-huh. And it's like, crap. I think she looked it up. And it's like, so did you look it up? Yep. So... S&M and kinky sex. It's like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. And she's like, you do realize you can, you you have to figure out something to tell your uncle if you're going to go that weekend. It's like, I already have a plan. I'm going to, I'm going to pick another movie. And then she goes, now, what if he goes, and decides to take that weekend off and decides to say, to say, hey, let's all go to the movies. Well, then you're going to have to see that Fifty Shades <laughs> thing some other time. It was like, crap. Yeah. And what if he, just, he says, I'll drive you there and pick you up? It's like, at that point, it was like, at that point, it was like hey, that one I can do because, like, you know. <laughs> You don't need to know what movie I went and saw. 
But it was like once she pulled the uncle card out of the out of the, out of the hand, it was like, oh my god, you're just making this worse. It was, it was it was just as embarrassing as the first time my, my my mother ever saw a package from a doormate come to me, yeah. and made me try on every outfit and show her all the outfits I got. Ah, uh, yeah, that that had to be awkward. Uh, yes, at least. I, I, I hate to admit it, but yes, my man does like me to dress up. Mm. <sighs> and it even becomes even more awkward when I'm on the website and she looks at, and I'm looking at something and she comes up right behind me and says, pick that color. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, to sleep. That was my ponies after dark most humiliating moment of my life today <laughs> moment. Yeah, I, I guess having to explain that movie probably is pretty humiliating and then being that you had to explain it to your mom made it even worse. Well, see, the fact that I didn't explain it to her and she had to go online and she had to look it up. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. And that's all she would say. So now I have to convince her that there is more to it than just that. Uh. To which I know she is going to tell me bull crap. Mm. And by the way, something else has gone missing. What's that? Your flurry heart. Oh. And your pin and your your um because when I went to the VIP part when I went to the VIP um dinner you got to bring a guest right so I took because they gave bookmarks and a pin at the dinner I took the other bookmark and the pin because it's like I paid for it right. So your flurry heart, your pin, your bookmark, and the pony I was going to send you have all disappeared. I think flur. I think your flurry hearts. Um. Being evil. Maybe. 
Either that or it's the fact that all three flurry hearts were still together. Hmm. I should have separated them. I know I... I should have separated them as soon as they got them home. Well, I'm sure it'll all turn up. Yeah, but unfortunately, that one pony, I don't think, is going to turn up in time for you to make it into the accounting pony. Well, we might be able to figure out an alternative. I have until the week for the sixth of next month. Might be able to figure out something in that time. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I might okay. be able to come across a date. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Okay, because I don't want you to use the one that you showed me from your collection. Yeah. I'll see if I can dig through some of my baits and find something. I'll let you know if I can find something. Okay. In the meantime, I'll continue to look for him, and I'll look for your flurry heart and your bookmark and your pin. It'll probably probably pop up in, like, one of those days when you're looking for something else entirely. And they just show up. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I think the one that I picked, which is Clever Clover, which I yeah. have no, I have, I know I have two of them, would be perfect because the darkness of the pony will really pop the uh, the white forms. Right. Since the one side I want a W two on it, and the other one, the other side I want a ten nine, not a ten ninety nine. Um, maybe on one side a ten, a W two and a ten ninety nine, and then on the other side the ten forty. I'm going to have to look up what the, exactly what those forms look I I mean, I kind of know what a W-2 looks like. Well, I think, you know, just putting like, like, like you know, just a, a little box and writing in there W-2 and a little box and it says 1099. And the well, tax form, I think. That there's not going to be a whole lot of space to put anything on there. Yeah. But it would be good if, like, you know, the the tax form on the other side, if you make that white box try to go down his leg. (laughs) Well, we'll see. i got to find the pony first. Yes. <laughs> AC. Excuse me. Mm. 
Sorry. That's okay. I just noticed something that... What's that? And my blind bags, one of the blind bags, it looks like it's labeled. Labeled? Like the person put a sticker on it. Identifying which pony it is. Hmm. Let me actually look and see. did. I now know what pony is in this bot in this bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it one you don't already have? It's one I don't already have. I think it's Rainbow Dash. Oh, okay. But I will still put it back in the box to be opened on another day. Well, I'm unfortunately going to have to leave you a little early because I have to get up at 5 tomorrow, and it is 10 o'clock here. Yep, and I've got to take my meds today. I can try to get to bed early tonight because I'm actually going to try to go to bed early tonight. Okay. Well, then not, I guess I will not talk to you next am. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we both have to get up early, let's... Uh... Let's just go ahead and try to go to bed. Okay. So talk to you next week. Sounds good. Okay. So until next week, Pony Night Nights. All righty. Pony Night Nights. Is that it? Are we alone? (sighs) Oh, until next week, happy pony hunting. Good night.